Hey guys, we got a new episode of Bull for you. What's your number is the name of the episode. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Bull. And this song has so much more meaning now. <laughs> we were talking about this. We were talking about a song that we wanted to use for this billionaires episode, and we're like, this is the only go-to song. And it's got a totally different meaning. And it feels Probably. weird, funky, I don't know. It does, but I'm still grooving to it. Yeah, I'm still I mean it's a great it. song. It's a great song. I still do a lot with this. Great classic show. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if anybody did an after show about the apprentice back in the day. Like the old apprentice before it became the celebrity apprentice. Maybe, maybe they did like some type of radio show ish <laughs> yeah. to it. Because Podcast. I don't I don't think they were really having these live streams and stuff that we are so fortunate to have now and be here with you guys that was for. So exciting. But that is? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to look in the archive. Archives of the world, and see what was out there. We could we could do a throwback, like yeah. and do a throwback Apprentice. Yeah, good first season. Well, ladies, uh, tell everybody where uh, they can find you on social media and introduce yourselves in the process. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. You can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, thanks guys for joining us tonight. We're excited to be back. I really really love this episode. Uh, Nadine Delapella here. You can find me everywhere at Nadine DP and the number three. And I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at the Kevin Ellis or on Instagram at Kevin Ellis twenty five. It was a great episode. We had a total. Uh, it was a shift in a way. We typically always have people that um, that bull is actually uh, he is supporting. He's not actually prosecuting. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit different for uh, for our tag team. And it's against none other than Andrew Withrow, who is this billionaire real estate developer who has little conscience at all. Mm-hmm. Because he's a sociopath. Because he's a sociopath. Well, that's what, that's what both thinks. And I, yeah, this was my favorite episode of the season. I will say that. I don't know. I there was just something about it that just kept me in the moment and kept me with that for a while. And I think it was the fact that when we thought he was going to take a plea deal, mm. I didn't really know how far we were in the show. I was like, oh, wow. This one by quick, and yeah. then I realized it was only halfway through, and so they when they switched it around, and then I didn't know what the outcome was going to be at the end. And you guys know how I love <laughs> trying to figure this out. And and this episode, I didn't really need to try to figure it out. I wanted them to tell me, in a sense, and that's why I think I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really loved it. It didn't fit the cliches that we typically get, exactly. and I think that also helped in that we were actually. I like rooting for the team, but I also like rooting against. <laughs> certain people Mm -hmm. as you know as just characters i mean when you get into these procedural dramas Mm -hmm. you're like all right we're gonna we're gonna go into the courtroom today and we're gonna try and root for root for you know bull to win Mm -hmm. and for you know it to be a happy ending this time i wasn't sure if it was going to be a happy ending i really thought that there was a possibility that he was going to get off on this uh, on this case and Mm -hmm. he was not going to uh to go to jail especially when his project manager was found uh, was found dead. Yeah, it was just a way crazy twist. And did you find I kinda that? I kind of suspected it. I'm not going to trip. Like there's like just it's like something in his eyes. Like that actor is amazing cuz like he just played that role, but like something in your eye where you just like okay, who, who are we gonna, talking about? Are we talking Andrew, about the project manager? Oh, okay, we're Andrew. Andrew. So he takes the plea deal. So you like you take it into buy time and I, I'm assuming have an alibi as well. Yeah, because you can't link. Nobody can link you to it, mm-hmm. right? And I wonder who did end up killing him. Because obviously, it was not. It was not a suicide. It had mm-hmm. to have been yeah. a murder. There's no way you 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 have solved you solved yourself of your guilt. 
you go solve like once you yeah. testify you're done you're good you can just like let that weight get off your shoulder you don't have to worry about it no more mm-hmm. you don't I don't think anybody when you do that you normally jump to oh now I'm gonna kill myself yeah cause I couldn't live with the guilt I gave my guilt away yeah the guilt of possibly accepting the two hundred thousand dollars and then going <laughs> against that word that's the only thing that I would assume you would feel guilty of and even that I mean that's, a that's not something that's to, not something to, to to feel guilty about um no. yeah I think that was the biggest twist and I think another reason why I love the episode was the fact that we started out with them at a disadvantage bull had to fight his way through out this entire this entire episode they lost power mm. they weren't able to pick the jury which is his job and he even said he goes this is 90 percent of what, what i do. do like why else would you hire me like i pick the jury and we do all this stuff yeah. um and i think uh who said it i forget what character said it but they're like no we don't pick a jury we uh strike a jury basically because i think it was benny or benny yeah benny said that because it, you know we're not picking the jury these are the people there we just strike who we don't like which i thought was an interesting way to look at it and this past weekend i just finished watching american crime story mm. the oj simpson case mm-hmm. and i was i was surprised by how many jury strikes that they had at the end of that case and i was thinking it was throwing me back to that because i don't think at this point in time we've ever had a jury strike here on bull no not I that i can like this is the first time we actually had multiple mm-hmm. strikes going into the judging room. Like we have to strike this person because they did that, and then yeah. come back, we have to strike that person. Mm-hmm. It was just like that whole yeah during during the case during, yeah, during the, the case, case was yeah. amazing. Like that whole just scene and just seeing that mm-hmm. it really like opened my yeah. eyes. Like what goes behind mm. closed doors a little bit when it comes to juries and those situations, especially in a high profile case. You have 15 dead people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And, and go, yeah, go, going off of that, I think that, you know, a lot of that was all staged and set up. And I think they're like, oh, here's this juror talking to this reporter. And it was like, maybe the reporter was paid to just go say something. <laughs> right? I was thinking that, like, yeah. and then they, they had to photos. set that up. So they had it to set it up. definitely was. It was definitely planned and set up. But, um, yeah, I think just overall, all that was stuff we weren't, we haven't really seen before, and yeah, and I was very uh, excited about it, this there were, episode. There was something also about this episode. I expected there to be more press, or at least I expected there to be uh, that being a part of the plot. Hmm. That wasn't the case, because, I mean, all of these cases that Bull takes on are pretty high profile, but when you have a really famous individual who is very well known, especially in New York, uh, you know, a media haven, I would think that there would at least be some courtroom presence that that would have played some sort of factor, or at least something would have got leaked into the media that, you know, I, I at least think that that yeah. would have been an interesting plot point if they threw that in there. Yeah. But I think they feel like they didn't need it. <laughs> oh, clearly, clearly they didn't think so. And in retrospect, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. I think that they played the plot pretty well. But that, but, would, that would actually been interesting to see, though. Just yeah. the play off the press, too, like what Bull would have said or how Andrew, Diana would have played it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have just been... Funny. <laughs> I think you're you're right though because I feel like with all these murder cases and stuff, there's always press outside when they leave the courtroom. Always, even if not a small amount. Yeah. And for it to be this high profile, they can just stand on the steps and have a conversation with not one reporter around them. And the only reference to a reporter is what we said when the the photos came out in the jury strike. Yeah, it might have been so just a simple is, oversight. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, we're, we're we may be overthinking it, but it, <laughs> that's we, our job. We try to do the realistic. Sure. What really would have happened? You know, like what. Are those interns in the background really doing in the bullpen like what are they what's their job you know yeah the guy who is fixing the generator is he actually on commission or like what, what's he what's he doing not by commission i mean really is he just being paid yeah. like foley like people yeah. like you yeah yeah, so, yeah. 
So why, why haven't we seen you before? <laughs> <laughs> and why hasn't my power been turned back on? Why can't it get turned on today? Yeah, I need yeah. to know this information. Yeah. Yeah, I've, this was yeah. It was just a very interesting episode overall. At least when we first were introduced to Andrew, and we mm-hmm. were getting that auction story about how Bull was outbid by Andrew at this auction. Did you get the feeling? Because this has happened in many episodes where we've had Bull who starts kind of having this one emotion about who they are going to go, go against at the beginning of the case, and then he flips his mind and he actually sympathizes with that individual and I actually thought that that was going to happen in this case I was thinking okay there was a lot of stuff that he was saying Mm -hmm. you know negatively about Andrew Withrow so I'm thinking okay he's gonna end up siding with him see some sympathy see it's not actually his fault and then switch sides I was actually expecting that did you see that coming at all no only because of the fact that once he did the whole his micro expressions like it was just the way he looked like as like he was searching for what he needed to find out and I think once he figured out that, oh, this guy is a sociopath, there's no need to side with that. Because mm. he, doesn't, he doesn't feel anything. He can't empathize. Mm-hmm. Like, he can, he, can, he can mimic it, and he can pretend, but it's not really going to... There's no need to change that one, especially because now you brought the female into it, the counselor. Oh, no, we don't play them games, apparently. Mm-hmm. He was not having it. Yeah, I just think I think that it was Bull was way too quick. I feel like to judge this guy right away. It, I guess you can just call it intuition. You can call mm. it something. But I mean, yeah, the way that he was automatically called him a sociopath. Yeah, he's he's kind of right. Obviously, Bull's right. But I think it was um, it was very quick, and I think there was a reasoning behind it. And obviously, we we know the backstory with the two of them and whatnot. So oh, sure. This isn't a first time thing for him, and he he has this animosity towards him. So knowing that, I would say that no, I don't think he would ever side with him just simply because of their history. But yeah. in other cases and stuff, we have seen that. And so maybe if they didn't have that history, maybe Bull would have you know not judged him so harshly in the beginning. And taking in the case in general, we mentioned it earlier, but the fact that they had actually selected the jury beforehand, which is, as he, as Bull had mentioned, 90% of their their whole case is yeah. selecting the jury. And they were down, what, seven seven jurors were already for Withrow at the beginning. Did, did you expect him to actually take this case? I mean, obviously it was the first thing presented to us, but like... Like, that was that was surprising that they actually came back. Yeah, I'm just I'm just confused as for why they wouldn't have hired Bull prior to the jury selection. Why did the AD decide not to you know start that with him and start the process of hiring him out prior to having that happen? I think because they had the signature. Like for I think for them they thought okay this is going to be a slam dunk case. We have proof. We have a signature, and he said he looks at everything. He takes everything to account. Mm-hmm. So we kind of don't need both of this because right now it's a slam dunk until... And that just seems so... That seems a little... It just seems like that there was a lot of um, uh, simplistic thinking yeah. in that. I mean, this assistant AD, too. What did you make mm-hmm. of his character? Considering he is the assistant district attorney of what I'm assuming is, uh, is New York, mm-hmm. uh, he just seemed like an individual who wasn't too seasoned. Yeah, he and didn't have a lot of seem, presence. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just seemed a little peculiar to mm-hmm. me. Um, he seemed very stiff. Like, just, like, he didn't think he really needed Bull. And, I, like, he was just under the, under, like, under the AD. Like, the AD made him. He, like, he even said, I didn't do this. It was the AD mm-hmm. that decided to bring you in. It was my choice, basically, he, him saying, I don't think I need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when uh, when Withrow's, right at the beginning, right when Withrow walks on in, they were talking about how, oh, he's on his cell phone, his mother has to go to the hospital, and what? I think 
uh, Diana had proposed that they were going to only have a 24-hour delay, and then the judge comes out and says 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no fight from the prosecution, which was just a little bizarre. It just feels like that there would have been some sort of uh, effort. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> accepted it. And what do you guys think? You guys think that was all that was fake, kind of, in a sense, that he just made his mom go to the really, hospital for two hours? Well, I, I, for, especially, I feel like, if Bull's correct in his assumption that he's a sociopath, he thinks... He takes everything into great risk, and what's going to be the best risk, what's going to be the worst risk, liability-wise, mm-hmm. and him needing, he just needed extra time because he knew Bull had a connection to Diane, he needed to get her here in time enough, he needed to have as much time as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was too planned, like, I need your client to be here in five minutes or not at all. Okay, Sacred Heart, I'm in the hospital. It didn't okay. even seem like he was on the phone with her or anybody. Also, can we bring up how we've had all these discussions about how technology and phones and all this are not allowed in the courtroom. Oh, and then this point. episode, we see not only him on his phone, but we also see Bull on the phone inside the courtroom as well. So I am all kinds of confused <laughs> right now. Can we just say and that? We, God, we failed at looking that up, too. Yeah. But... I, tr- I mean, I this know. is interesting I because right I don't here. feel like you can actually. You want you want to yeah, look that up in the meantime. That's what Google was but, created. Yeah, right? I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that you're actually not allowed to have a cell phone in there. But um, but we've seen, but we've actually seen them take that away, and we see how he has an earpiece in for a reason, mm-hmm. and we see all this stuff. So I mean, this, Again, is this just might have been just like an oversight. That us just thinking it, and yeah. just guessing. Who knows? But yeah, but them having their their cell phones was. Um, or at least, like, I don't think they take the cell phones away, but you at least have to have them off in your pocket, etc., oh, yeah. before you enter the courtroom. Um, so maybe they just both broke the rules. Just it is quite possible that for that is, reason. Anyway, I found that interesting because we've had these all these debates about this and stuff, and and really discussed it. And then this episode, we see two people do it. Good catch. Um, yeah. So catch. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this thing says they're just most likely in certain cases. If you have your phone on airplane mode, you're kind of good. Except for one lady who was held in contempt for her cell phone ringing. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So, um, if it's ringing and stuff. So, yeah. it's a, so the question is, can you use your cell phone in court? And so, if you're a litigant, again, that's a big word for me, apparently. Um, it says, litigants appear before the court should be careful about using a cell phone in court. I'm assuming that's the plaintiff or the defendant. Okay. You'll definitely want to know the court's cell phone policy before you start texting your friends how, about how nervous you are. Oh, that's a juror. Yeah, okay. so you can have your phones with you. You just can't have them on and stuff. So them okay. walking in, they, they weren't started. Trial hadn't started yet, so I get why they're on their phones now. Yeah. So this okay. clears it up, though, because okay. we thought the whole time you couldn't even, like... Oh Yeah, I, I thought that they could, actually sometimes yeah. like, kept it outside. It but just depends. Well, it, it depends on case, because some judges are more strict than others. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I'm the judge. What did you make of Diana being back? I was happy. Only because yeah. I just like that whole... Her and Bull are almost one and the same. Like, just in the way they think. And they're always trying to one-up each other. And mm-hmm. it's kind of cute just to watch. Wait, so does she have an accent or does she not have an accent? She, she doesn't. She doesn't. Like, she is from Texas because she uses it. Like, when she, when she was with Bull behind closed doors, it came out. She started talking but about not, it. Not, but it didn't, though. No, it, I don't remember she was, it, A little bit. It, she just put it on once when he's like, where's your accent? And then she said, I left it in Texas. And then that was it. And then I was assuming it was going to come back when they were getting drinks and all that stuff. And I it never I heard did. It, they were getting drinks. I could have sworn I, was, I heard her talking 
in her accent just a little bit when they were getting drinks. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that part. I but uh, yes, yeah, so that was I, interesting. Well, she's fluid. I would say I think she's fluid with her accent. Oh yeah, I mean she's brilliant in that sense. No one's going to take her seriously in New York if she, you know, has true. A Texas she, and then down in Callisto, no one's going to take her seriously if she doesn't have an accent. Yeah. So you know, she's she's a brilliant woman. That that lady. She plays <laughs> a good game, um, and that's what he is attracted to. And I loved it. I loved her being back. I loved them together. This is the first woman where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, see let's, it. I see this, and and I love that it turned in the beginning from let's grab drinks at my place, and he's like, that sounds like the best idea. And at the end, it's like let's grab dinner at mine, and he's like, that's the best idea. So he's started to see like it's not about the sexual part. <laughs> <laughs> it's about what's in here. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. Here? It was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you? So what did you make of Withrow being deemed a sociopath? I mean, from his characteristics, seemed evident mm-hmm. to. Bull. Yep. I don't know if the layperson would actually call him a sociopath. Well, only be, okay. So it depends on what person, like he said, what person thinks the sociopath is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when most people think sociopaths, you think of a killer. You don't really notice that most sociopaths are highly educated, have high power jobs, and they could just they have nothing to do with murder or anything at all. They just seem like normal people. But it can be a sociopath who is actually a normal person. Who has a normal job. Normal. Yeah, normal. 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 Making billions, you know. Normal job. Yeah, I think for him, I think for me, the way that I kind of figured this man out is he has had some type of issues in his past where he does lack emotion for other people. But I don't think it's... I think if you have a personal relationship with him, he will. He will care for you and stuff. But I think it's about thinking about people you haven't met yet. Mm. Thinking about situations that aren't tangible that you can't really see. If you think about it, like, okay, so, okay, let's say, like, 25 people could possibly die if I do it this way. Money, liability, I don't know these people, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have that capability to have that type of emotion towards it. I don't think it makes him a bad person. I think it just he has some type of emotional issue. I don't know if it means he's a sociopath. Mm. Unless you figure out that he killed his his employee, then that's another way to look at it. But I, I can kind of see where he, sitting so high up, and not being able to relate to anything down low. Right. That's where that comes from for me. A total lack of human empathy. Somebody who has no uh, no semblance of what to what to value above. Like, mm-hmm. he does not value the human life. He, he just he, he thinks that he, making $20 million yeah. more is more important. Well, okay, so for me on that aspect is... Like, you could be right. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of... I can see that. But for me, it was like just... The way he reacted, like, the way he acted, like, he didn't know Bull, even though you freaking... He sent him something. You sent him the... What it was called. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah. What he won like, at the auction, he yeah. sent that to him. Because you didn't need it. Like, you, you know who Bull was before you met him. Like, so why... What, what play the charade? There's mm-hmm. no need for it at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already in court. Like, there's no need to play a charade unless you have a... Your mind's calculating something else. You have a personality issue. You have a personality flaw, which this guy clearly he does. Clearly in does. some sense, I don't know. I guess you call it. I don't know what to call it. Disassociative disorder, maybe disorder. And yet, we do have to sympathize with Withrow in the fact that he was looking out for Bull in that moment because Bull's apartment's pretty sparse, and he could have used whatever he actually won at that auction. Mm-hmm. What did you? What did you make of his apartment? <laughs> I love that we were able to. You know, I love when we get these backstories <laughs> and we get to see all our. 
our characters. Um, I thought it it was what I thought Bull's apartment would kind of <laughs> look like. I mean, he doesn't have a, a green thumb, and I mean, I guess he does now. He got one really skinny one, plant. That was such a great moment. I forget. I think I may have wrote down what he said, but the he's chunk. like... Yeah, Chunk, check it out. I got a new plant. <laughs> I got a new plant as he's rock climbing. I love he has a rock climbing. That's like the best thing. I... I I don't know what I was going to imagine him having that could be that awesome, but him having a rock climbing wall mm-hmm. is awesome. It's yeah. Cool. But do you think it's it's kind of interesting because we always see Bull sleeping at the office, that he yeah. finds that more homey than his own house. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because that's where his, his heart lies and that's where his passion is, is with his work. Until he got a and couch for that. So, yeah, yeah, right? He get a couch for her. But I found it interesting that he knows they're coming over and he's just going to happen to be rock climbing as his... Yeah co-workers are coming on by, or his employees I guess are coming over. Like, okay, stop showing off, Bull. And somebody who has rock climbed before, I find it a little amusing that he actually was, he was attached to the safety net, or the well, the, I, I, the safety harness, thank you. And he did not have, like, a boulder set up. Like, you know, bouldering, if, I don't know if anybody in the audience has done bouldering, but it's, it's where you actually do uh, free climbing, and mm-hmm. you don't have any sort of harness, you're just going and it's a little bit shorter you're not going up 20 mm-hmm. feet high you're just going like maybe 10 feet tops but you just have mats below it just seems like something bull would actually do not like this tall rock climbing unit yeah just didn't seem bull i just thought it was a little amusing well we also don't know how flexible and how in shit we never see him working <laughs> out and stuff so i don't know if he's he nimble seems like enough. he's got some strength yeah, he does. We've never seen the man run. Let me see the man run, and I'll let you know <laughs> if he can. But, um, yeah, I just found that it was funny. He just kind of wanted to show off his little place, in a sense. Yeah, it was Do you guys want bagels? Right? <laughs> I'm climbing a wall. I was saying, just like, okay, if your apartment's that, like, sparse, you, like, you just have a desk, basically. Yeah. A beautiful view, but a desk. Yeah. A cactus-type plant thing. hmm And a fireplace. With no seating, basically. But he did have a view. He that had a gnarly though. view. So that was, you know, that kind I of kind of want to see what his kitchen awesome. looked like, though. I was actually really interested in seeing what the kitchen looked like. He probably doesn't even have a kitchen. Come on. He's probably ordering. ordering Chinese every night. I mean, yeah. you, like, so you can, like, you're in New York. You can seriously have the kitchen still ordered in. Yeah. And pretend you, you know, you can cook, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll show us the kitchen next time. He's got a, he's got a hot pan or something like that. Yeah. What do you think of the fact that the tack team was without a mirror, uh, mirror jury and uh, they also were pretty much without all sorts of power. They couldn't actually mm-hmm. view any of the, you know, any of the individuals in the case uh, or in the jury. It was just all relying, uh, relying on bull most of this episode. It yeah. seemed it. It kind of, Oh, it was like almost last week's episode, except for, you know, you're not against the government. You're just against like a billionaire. So that kind of allows a little bit more flexibility in what you're capable to magically pull out of a hat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, it was interesting, though, because versus like last week, it was like, you're taking away my life. I can't have, you know, I have to use a pen and paper. This is just a billionaire playing and taunting. Yeah. But they were also only out of a mirror jury for a day. The, yeah. the mirror jury went on a, a trip, which I think is kind of brilliant. And I think it's like why <laughs> they had to hire them back, though, because you're not going to get people that quickly Wait, that meet the all the, people, the re- requirements. What? That was the same people in the courtroom from, like, the previous. What do you mean? Because even though she sent them on, like, the 12... Yeah, it was the like, same people back. No, the same people that were... When he came in and he was looking for his mirror jury, mm-hmm. the girl who was on her makeup mm-hmm. was the same girl who was there... 
when he first came in. Yeah, so, so they're both used her mirror. again. But yeah. she, she was a mirror first. Hmm? Well, I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so... I'm not following. So, you know, when he came in and he found all the watches? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there was a girl, she was on her makeup case, just taking her mm-hmm. makeup. So I'm, I thought he used the people that were already in there. Because I'm assuming he sent, like, she sent them for, like, a while, like, a weekend, maybe. In I think it was city. just for, uh, uh, wasn't it just for the day or whatever? Or, yeah, maybe, I guess it was a weekend. They but, brought but on was, in other individuals at some point in time. Like, they hired new people. But I, I don't remember so if it was, it was yeah. a day or the same I'll, I'll take Nadine's yeah, we'll word have for to, it. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. from this, that day, the previous day. Well, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to check it out. The interesting thing about... Uh, about a lot of this case. And I'm just going to make the comparison because it was just so evident, but we won't get into it. But, I mean, we said, but the Trump comparisons were mm-hmm. just really amusing. Oh, they were. They were just amusing. They were just... Because they truly the based his character off of him, especially with the Atlantic City bit, like, yeah. you know, because he owned the, uh, the Trump Taj Mahal down there. Mm-hmm. It's just like all these little things. It was just so... It was so... Uh, it funny. was ironic, to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> there may have been a coincidence in, in this episode, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. So when you guys were uh, when you guys were watching, did you guys? What was your feeling about the plea deal scene when we mm-hmm. got to that point where it seemed all was going to go Bull's way and Withrow was kind of dead in water? What did you, what did you make of the tension that they were feeling? And the fact that he was going to pretty much go in for five years. Yeah, I was trying to add up how many months. They're like 160 <laughs> months. I was like one, two, three. Uh, and so I'm glad that they finally uh, spewed it out. But, I mean, that's not that bad. Three years he could get out on for, 15 killing, counts. for 15 killing 15 counts. people, basically. But technically you um, normally get, like, what, the death penalty for that? Well, he's going to be in jail. No, because it was... Or is it just life? It, it was manslaughter, so it was... It'll be... Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how many years, okay. but it's not, like, first-degree murder. Um, so you won't okay. get, like, death penalty and all that stuff. Oh, um, no, counts for murder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I think it's every day, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So what was I going to say? So I thought, you know, it was good. And like I said, I thought it was the end of the episode. And I was like, well, where's time gone? My whole vortex <laughs> of my life has kind of taken over me right now. Um, it was tension filled. And I wrote down, I wrote down one of her, her, his lawyers like backing was he's not a hit man. He's a real estate developer. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that she said that line. And then the next scene, they are at um, Sean's house where he's, Dead. Yeah. And I thought there's a correlation right there. And that right there, that line for me, is what made me fully, fully believe that he killed him. Himself. Interesting. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, Withrow himself killed. Mm -hmm. Like, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because that line was there for a reason. They they say these words and they say stuff for for purpose and for meaning. They, They wouldn't just throw that out. He's not a hitman. He's a real estate developer. And then and he's then, dead. Yeah. yeah. So I was and great catch. I was waiting for them to actually look at some sort of apartment complex, uh, like security footage. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for Danny to come on in, and it was interesting because Danny was there. She was present when uh, Bull was witnessing Sean Leahy's uh, dead body. Mm-hmm. 
And that former FBI agent was not quick to actually think that murder was possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was with him 30 minutes before he died. Yeah. Is what she said. Which is so interesting, because I'm like, all right, none of these people think that it could be... I, again, we're watching from the television show perspective. Yeah. <laughs> we're seeing it in a very dramatic way that these characters aren't. Mm-hmm. But for Bull to be the only one that suspects that uh, Andrew was capable of the murder was a little perplexing to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I fully believe with you on that as well and it's you know i think the reason why he didn't have the protection um sean his name is sean Sean. who passed away um is because it wasn't a murder i mean it get technically it's a a murder case but it's not like a a first degree murder like we're talking about where like okay if you 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 rat kind of on someone you need like protection you need to be yeah exactly so yeah so i think a hitman was involved and it was that's real it happened yeah have the quote (laughs) Have the quote. I wish I wrote down the quote. It was like uh, when he when he came to Bull's office to offer him ten million dollars, yeah. and he's like, "Life is tangible, mm-hmm. something something worth." Like I legit, I, meant to, I was writing, and then like I got to try to mm-hmm. finish it. <laughs> to but it was just interesting the way he said that. Like he like life is tangible. Like that's just an awkward and weird statement to make. Mm-hmm. If you if you actually cared about life, life would be tangible to you. Mm-hmm. Life would be worth something, mm-hmm. no matter what he thinks somebody's price would be for it. Yeah. So, like like you said, they don't put anything in there that's not for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because later he gets guilty, and we find out that he actually did a cost effect. He um, did put a price on their he heads. He put a price yeah. on their hair, basically, of what everybody would be worth. What mm-hmm. they know would be, like, a driver is more than a plumber. Mm-hmm. And you see how they they stuck that point because they know their juries, they know whose occupation is who, and you see the plumber go. Like yeah, he was like, (laughs) he was like, you actually like a driver makes more money than me. It's like come on, look up what professions do. Yeah, that yeah, that immediately that's what got them. But oh, indefinitely. But my thing is for that though is how they were able to use that in their closing arguments because they Mm. hack to get the actual proof of that. So how are they able to just say this without any proof that what they're saying is true about the defendant, or they just saying? It and hopes that the jury's just going to buy it. Well, was that was interesting because there was no hard evidence that was brought to the table. And if we were actually listening to the counter argument mm-hmm. on Diana's part, you would probably <laughs> assume that Diana would say that in her closing statement because the defense always gets the final say mm-hmm. in their closing arguments. And so I would assume that Diana would say, you know. They're not bringing any concrete proof. There's nothing to prove that, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Because uh, she doesn't believe Andrew her Withrow. client anymore. Well, uh, I mean, she would still be working for her client in that moment. Yeah, I, and true. there was no evidence to prove that yeah. she was not working for her client. Yeah. Um, and I would think that that, that that would have brought to the forefront, because I was waiting for them to reference through Cable, yeah. through Cable's <laughs> own detective work, mm-hmm. that she would have said oh, that it was the... Um, Oh, what was the name of the uh, the actuary? Bridge. Actuary, yeah, actuary. something. But you, but you yeah. can because you hacked it. So that's why exactly. you would have to. It'd be you know you you couldn't use it in court. Inadmissible. Inadmissible in, evidence. See? Yeah, I know my court lingo. Yeah, I'm so good. excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about cable, the one scene that I hit your shoulder and we laughed about was um, when Bull was saying, "All right, I need I need someone who's like a good people person who can talk to people." And Cable raises her hand and he goes, "I'm calling Danny." And she goes, "Oh." 
I don't know if she was, <laughs> was she joking in that moment? Did she actually think I she th- was? I, think, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes she really thinks she like she can she can be that conversational yeah. person. She can be like open and <laughs> it was so like cute. I, would, I could get information. Like yeah, she's adorable. Like, oh, it bro, was great. She's so adorable. It was great. It was just hilarious little moment. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. She had some fun bits, and then when she was like, "Bull, you're right." He's like, "Oh, I love hearing that." You know. <laughs> so that was great. Um, that was a great. I addition. think I'm going to use that line too. Can you just skip to the part where I'm right? Like I don't need <laughs> to hear actually, I love that. any of this other so stuff, bold. right? Like I'm going to use that. I'm stealing that. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to use that. But no You're one ever tells me I'm right. Much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For when they do, <laughs> if ever. So, what did you make of the fact that Withrow is going to actually appeal this? Mm-hmm. Well, like I feel like Winthrop is also. A, like a evil version of bull. <laughs> Wait, mm. like you think that he's the he, he is the antithesis to Dr. Jason Bull? He he's calculating as hell. Like, yeah. J- Dr. Jason Bull is calculating his own way. He yeah. does everything for a purpose. Nothing is ever not done for a purpose. And throughout this entire episode, Andrew did not do one thing that did not have a purpose to an end goal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like there, like he had to know. The relationship behind Diana and Bull. There's no other way you would know that the sparks would fly between them like that in that direction to be a cause for your appeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has his own team working on that and stuff. But yeah, he he offered $10 million to Bull. And I was thinking about that. $10 million, yeah. What do you make of $10 million? Like in the value and the, like when you calculate all of the stuff that they have at that tack, mm-hmm. uh, at the tack. Uh, offices, offices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a command center is what I was going for. But like, and, and clearly we've seen Bull's apartment. That's a pretty expensive mm-hmm. unit. I mean, how much are they making per case? Do you think? I, I mean, I think ten million is still a substantial amount of money. I mean, he Winthrop he he made the decision not to go extra precautions for that bridge over probably 10, 15, 20 million dollars. So when you put it in that perspective, it is a lot. It mm-hmm. can pay for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't have this history of Bull. Obviously, Bull cannot take that money. Why Why would he right. do that and forever be in debt to this guy? I thought he was going to do something else with that money, though. I thought he was going to, like, take it and, mm. like, cash it, but then still convict him. And, like, right, just be like you just gave me yeah. $10 million. You know I mean, what I that's mean? me, but, too. Like, you... I mean, I can't help you, but I'll take the money. Yeah, t- take the money and I'm then sure put it to some, like some sort some of... legal stuff attached to it. But, no, I think, I think $10 million dollars is a decent amount. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, $10 million, yeah, I mean, for the for, In relation to the company. In right. relation to yeah. the company, true. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it, it's not, it's not a small dent. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I was thinking them. about that, like, okay, what is $10 million to Bull mm-hmm. and, and this company? Well, it's yeah. $10 million, well, for him, like, to him, it's like, integrity-wise, $10 million is not enough for my integrity. Oh, he oh, would so never, he would never, he would never do out. it. There was, yeah. like, just no way. I also think it's funny, this, uh, Tom... Charney, I'm so sorry for mentioning your name in the chat. He's like, I think they need to be able to work without the mirror sometimes. Yeah, I think that I think that is uh, I think that is valid and and but that's the company. The company mm. is a part of doing that. Yeah. I mean, Bull, if he was able to do this on his own, he wouldn't need everyone else. If he was able to just sit in there on his own and do this, <laughs> he wouldn't really need that. But that's the whole point of the team and stuff is in being a trial science expert i guess um but i do like seeing uh tom i do like seeing when when they don't have it and that's what i was saying like i love seeing them you know deal with a struggle and come out triumphant 
Yeah. Even though you want to see the Phillies once. Twice. I already saw it once or twice. I'm over <laughs> that. I'm over that. Yeah, I think we got right now. Yeah, I'm over that. I agree. Yeah. I think that there's a there is a respect where we have um, we have two uh, we have a lot of team members and each individual does have their own contribution to the team. Chunk. We actually didn't have a contribution this episode, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Typically, has some sort of role, but then again, he, we weren't really having besides um, the whole football besides, thing, <laughs> which was funny. He like you're just making a mockery of mm-hmm. football right now. Well, we're uh, I guess he did suit up the assistant AD um, or the assistant district attorney. Yeah, yeah, DA. Jesus, I'm the ADA. The ADA. There you go. So I think that uh, yeah, so that it kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, there are moments though where it's just fun to watch Bull. Yeah. Just see what he does see him. without yeah. any technology. Um, Benny, he actually, we had that plot that was leaving us on that cliffhanger from last episode, and it was actually brought to the forefront at yeah. the end of this episode. What did you make of the murder case that is now possibly going to be in a new episode? Um, I think that I like it. I like what they're doing. I like that they're doing something that's continuing episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I think that Benny played it brilliantly. Benny did a good job at being like, okay, this guy isn't going to get me anything that I want unless I do something for him. I scratch his back. He scratches mine. That's why you could tell Benny was being just overly nice and yeah. <laughs> overly helpful. Yeah. Even, yeah. Really nice. And even at the end, just being like, oh, yeah, man, of course. And he's like, oh, well, I looked into the case. He's like, oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. No, he, he hangs does. with Bull enough. He knows how to calculate and stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but at least he has a great team on his side mm-hmm. so I don't know but I think he definitely needs to bring them in like especially if it becomes even a bigger investigation he's gonna need Dr. Jason Bull's well, help of course and this is almost a point in time where we are now thinking towards okay second season is this something that they actually leave as a cliffhanger for the end of season one assuming that there is going to be a season two mm-hmm. I mean, that is a possibility yeah. because we're getting towards the end of the season. So it is possible that they leave a character like that hanging in the balance, even yeah. though more, he will probably come back. But, <laughs> um, you know, just his fate. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that we found out that it's about a murder case that he had worked on. I was, that's good to know that it's about a case that he worked on. It's not something I don't think he can go to jail for, he mm. can go to prison for. Maybe he can get his practice taken away from him or Disbarred, his license. Yeah. Disbarred, Disbarred. But at least it's not, I thought it was something more personal that we could actually see Benny doing some type of physical time or, or in that sense. Um, I don't know why and my mind was racing about things he could have done or things maybe Benny has a secret life that we didn't know about. <laughs> I don't know. I was going crazy. This is why I don't watch previews because all week <laughs> this is what's keeping me up at night. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. Any predictions for you on that front? Um, predictions. Um, I feel like it's going to, unless he keeps taking it, like keeping it to himself, it's not going to be to his best, what's the word I want for best advantage okay. I should say um, he definitely I feel like they're a team he needs to bring the team in and he needs they need to plan a strategy mm-hmm. or an attack at least like so they like they're prepared so it doesn't come blindsiding them yeah. before it's too late yeah, they can figure late. it out they can start early yeah well, I think now that he knows who what he's working with and who it's about yeah, next especially. episode they can start diving into that so yeah I mean as we wrap up Diana do we see her in future episodes yes please mm-hmm. yeah yes okay so are we going to see her in the next 
three episodes. No. No. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Because we've gone, what, how many Thinking episodes only... has it been since Castillo? A lot. Yeah. Like three, uh, like five It's got to be like We've had Christmas, yeah. we've had New Year's, God. we've had Valentine's Day. Oh, this is just in our world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a so lot we'll has see. happened in that period of time. It yeah. is crazy to know that we are, I don't know how many episodes in, 15, 16? 16. Yeah. That is insane to me. Well, um, mm-hmm. ladies, any final thoughts before you guys sign off? Yeah, I'm excited for next week. I am comes excited, and we have a special guest. If you guys tune in, you might be surprised who shows up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to Skype somebody in next week, guys, so definitely do stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Uh, Shay, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for watching with us tonight. You can find me everywhere at Nadine DP in the number three. And I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at the Kevin Ellis or on Instagram at Kevin Ellis25. Again, guys, thanks for joining us and do tune in next week because we will have a special guest crossing our fingers. And uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, as hopefully some of you on the mm-hmm. live chat. Thank yeah. you again. Who is in Thank our live you, chat Tom. today? Tom Charney and Ivan Soda. Awesome. Gentlemen. Assuming gentlemen both. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the live chat. Always know that you can find us there, too. In the meantime, have yourselves a great week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.